the Blaze Radio Network. On demand. You're listening to Pure Opelka. I'll tell you, what does make sense is Saudi Arabia is going through the most dramatic changes it has in generations um, since I've been looking at it. Very quietly, uh, sort of staying off the front pages. They're on the front pages of some of the British news, but in the U.S., really off the front pages except for uh, President Trump's visit there. And um, those changes, I think, uh, mean that everything is up for play. You said a moment ago, what are they going to do when it comes to things like uh, uh, siding with China or Russia if North Korea suddenly explodes? They're going to side with, quote-unquote, the winners, to take a a word from uh, our current president. Um, The Saudis have always tried to do that. They put themselves on the side of the position with the country that they think will be best for their own interests, as every country does. But they're very good at survival. They're looking for an uncertain future. They never liked the fact that we went into Iraq. They told President Bush that at the time. They thought it would destabilize the, the Middle East and all their neighborhood, which it did. Um, and so as a result, they're looking for stability. But they're undergoing big changes right now with a very young guy who's coming to power. And it's a question mark as to where he's going to land, I think. And the, the young guy coming to power, you're talking about the new crown prince. Right. The new crown prince, by the way, for everybody, is a fellow called MBS, just by his initials, Mohammed bin Salman. But everybody calls him MBS. He's 31 years old. Uh, he is the first of the major princes to move up in power a this young and never to have been educated outside of the kingdom. All the rest of these Saudi leaders we've dealt with over the years have gone to Oxford, Cambridge, or Brown, or wherever else. We're accustomed to meeting them. They have some grounding in the Western world. He's a very, very smart guy. He has big homes in Europe, but he he is educated completely within Saudi Arabia, and he sort of led a revolution inside there. I mean, he's the one who's responsible for their military effort uh, in Yemen, which hasn't gone very well. They thought that would be a quick win against the, the Houthi rebels. They, they're quagmired there a little bit. He's the one who's convinced Washington and the Trump administration to open up a diplomatic offensive against Qatar. He's talked about this ambitious economic and cultural overhaul at home uh, inside of Saudi Arabia, even at one point talking about income taxes, which sent everybody crazy. And he's the one who's leading the effort to make Saudi Aramco, the, the oil company, the biggest IPO in history. They're going to sell 5% of Saudi Aramco for $100 billion. The underwriters are J.P. Morgan and Morgan Stanley. That means that Saudi Aramco will be valued at $2 trillion. We keep talking about $2 trillion. You know, whether Apple or Google is going to be the first trillion-dollar company. The minute Saudi Aramco goes public, it's valued at $2 trillion. And, and $1.9 trillion of that is still owned by the Saudi royals. So you have a 31-year-old coming in to become the crown prince. That's the position that becomes king next. The current king is 81 and his father and is not very active. There's all types of rumors about him being ill. So if we have a 39-year-old president in France with Macron just elected, we have a very young leader up in Canada, we're going to have the head of Saudi Arabia in his early 30s very soon, very ambitious guy with a lot of new ideas. And boy, I'll tell you, that relationship is up for grabs. Well, the interesting point you make here about so, first of all, the the excellent point you make about the fact that Saudi tends to uh, find out which way the bus is going and then run and get on it. In other words, uh, who's ever going to win, then they're going to be their buddy. But the, the other end of this, when you talk about a guy who has 
been educated only within the kingdom, who really hasn't been one of the Saudis who went out and got westernized, it sure sounds like he has a lot of Western or capitalist influences or instincts. This IPO would certainly be uh, a brilliant move to regenerate the Saudi royal fund and, and recapitalize the economy and, and I guess maybe avoid the income tax thought that he had. Doesn't this sound very Western? Yeah, absolutely. Mike, what's so interesting about uh, MBS and the region that I find him fascinating is that you tend to think, okay, he doesn't have a Western education and therefore he hasn't spent a lot of time in the West. So he's going to be a real throwback to the old days, the worst part of their most conservative part of their Islamic faith, Wahhabism. But he's not. In fact, he's the guy who is, is really shaking it up. And he realizes that at $50 or less a barrel of oil, that they are no longer as you know able to do everything they wanted to do when oil was double at a hundred dollars a barrel. He's he's the one who's pushing for investments in solar power and alternative power and wind power as well, trying to place Saudi Arabia in a place in the future where they're also making money off of uh, you know enterprises like Tesla as opposed to just sitting on the sidelines and watching everything go down the drain with oil. So uh, I do think that. He has the potential not only to shake it up, but he is inside the kingdom. They have a thing called daggers up or daggers down. You'll like this, Mike, which is daggers up mean they're ready to have a blood fight inside the Saudi royal court. Daggers down means, okay, we can do it peacefully. And there's been a daggers down uh, a sort of what I call coup in the last couple of weeks, which is MBS at 31 comes up to be the crown prince, but not without having to throw some elbows around because the crown prince that he replaced, this 57-year-old fellow who was considered to be the guy who was going to be the next king, is really well-regarded, this Mohammed bin Nayef. He's well-regarded in the West. Washington, London, they've given him the George Tennant CIA medal. All the intelligence agencies in the West like him. They think of him as very pro-Western. He was going to be the next king. He got pushed aside because... MBS, the 31-year-old son of the king, is on the way up. And there are even rumors reported in the New York Times and in the British press that the old crown prince, the 57-year-old guy, is under house arrest. So there's a a struggle for power, but the clear winner is the new and -and up-and-comer, and and as you said, with some very interesting pro-Western ideas. This is one to watch. This is one that I want all of us to keep an eye on. It's Saudi Arabia. It's a very young crown prince who's in line to be the king in a, in a nation that we consider friendly for different reasons, not just for oil, but for strategic geography and for helping us deal with some of the other issues in that neighborhood we call the Middle East. Uh, Gerald, before I, I let you go, we're talking to Gerald Posner, if you recognize the voice. Uh, you can find his books everywhere. What's the deal on this uh, special one day only? I'll let you get a plug in here. What's the deal on Case Closed today? Oh, uh, I, I get a notice last night from my publisher, Open Road Media, that says tomorrow we're putting your ebook on sale wherever ebooks are sold from Kobo to Amazon to Google to uh, Barnes and Noble for $2.99 for one day only instead of $14.99. So, I have no say in that, but I can say great. So for anybody who wants uh, to get a dose of common sense on a sale price, uh, Case Closed is around today for a fraction of its normal price. A a fraction? It's cheaper than an extra skim latte mocha whatever. Everything is cheaper than an extra latte skim mocha whatever. 
Uh, one last thing, uh, uh, just on the Saudis, for anybody, nobody, of course, tapes this or looks at it, but if you go onto YouTube and look at some clips of President Trump's visit to Saudi Arabia and you see him in almost every, if you then see what the young prince looks like, you'll see the young prince everywhere. Uh, when President Trump made that visit, not only was he there with the king and all the hierarchy of the Saudis, but that young prince who is now the second in line to take over, uh, you'll see his picture frequently near President Trump. But he wasn't—he wasn't officially the new crown prince at the time. That's this right. Was... That, that's, ex- that's exactly right. What would be interesting to find out, Mike, and maybe you can because you've got some great contacts there, is whether our intelligence agencies, the intelligence agencies that you know Donald Trump are often is often suspect about because of the way that they draw conclusions, and he was about Iraq. Did they have a heads up that this was coming, that there was essentially this silent coup for power, that the young prince was about to throw out the established number two man and put him under house arrest? Did they give Donald Trump a heads up on this? Did he take that trip to Saudi Arabia knowing this was about to happen and therefore everything smooth and hunky dory? Or uh, did he get caught flat footed because nobody in the CIA or NSA knew it was about to happen? I'd love to know that. I will sniff around, but if you hear as well, let me know. Uh, his name is I Gerald will. Posner. Look him up on the, the books area, wherever you get your books. The story that that we were following today about the Saudi Arabian kingdom and some of the changes that are happening and what it means globally and what it means to us, you can see some of the early work Gerald did in research in Secrets of the Kingdom. It's a 2005 book. But I, I like them. I tag them all, Gerald. I touch them all. So <laughs> I, I appreciate Thanks. you. The Blaze Radio Network. On demand.